Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, as always, guest, friend of the show, of course, Camden here as well. How are you guys doing? What's good? What's good? Yep, I'm back. It's nice to see you guys. I'm doing good today. Great. Um, We're coming off Sunday. We're coming off of an amazing game seven, plus a great game one as well. Last night's game one with Denver Suns was great. Do you want to start chronologically or do you want to start backwards? How would you like to start this? I think we need to start with Game 7. So let's go with Game 7. Yeah, I figured as such. Uh, you know, Game 7s are like a Super Bowl. So let's start there. Or even like an NFL playoff game. They're like a one-of-one yeah. one kind of thing. So let's start with the Game 7. Then we'll work to the yeah. Game 1s. And then uh, and then what we got on the rest of the dais. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Uh, Cam, let's start. What were your thoughts on Game so. 7 today? <laughs> game 7, man? I mean, like. We knew this series was going to be awesome. We knew they were going to score a lot. And this game seven, there was times I was, like, worried for a moment. Going into half, I was like, ah, Kings might have this. But, you know, the GOAT, the goat not the GOAT, but the best yeah. shooter of all time, yeah. showed up. <laughs> the GOAT. And, <laughs> no, you just and um, he's, he just plays what he needs to play. I loved what he did at the end. It was like, light the, light, light the beam now. I, yeah. loved, I loved all of it. I did too. Loved all of it. Yep, so what a game. Super fun to watch. Steph's unreal. That's a team to watch out for because Steph is on that team. Most definitely. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kyle, what what did you think? I just thought, much like Cam said, I mean, this is what we expected out of the series. I I had it going seven in the beginning. Um, We got a fast-paced series from the start, really. Uh, We didn't have any real bad games in the series other than maybe game three, uh, unless you want to count today. But we obviously got the 50-piece from Curry. Um, look, the game was close yep. most of the way. Like you said, halftime was a two-point game. It was a one-point game after the first quarter. And let's say three-quarters of the third quarter even. It was a one-two possession game. And then Golden State kind of pulled away with it, extending yeah. it to 10 at the end of the third, and they blew it open in the fourth. Um, I was never really too worried about Golden State today, even though they got blown out on the home floor. Like, I did not expect that kind of loss. Uh, the other night when they lost on Game Six, but mm-hmm. Game Sevens are just such a different atmosphere. Neither did I. And uh, you could see it today with Curry; he was so relaxed. Like anytime he had the ball, he was just like holding it, bleeding the clock, mm-hmm. waiting till about you know eight seconds on the shot clock to really decide what he wanted to do with the rock. And uh, you know, that's one of his best games. Clearly, you know, Game Seven, fifty piece. You could argue that is his best game in the postseason. He's had plenty of great moments, but. Uh, just the calm and ease he played with, just himself. He was the most calm player on the court. Uh, he was almost serene, you know, so it was cool to watch. He's at the point in his career, yep. like LeBron in 18, to me, where everything just kind of fits. Uh, he was just phenomenal today, truly. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, performance-wise, I'd probably put this two behind his 43 last year in Game 4. Just the final. I mean, obviously, you could argue two. But just the finals being down 2-1, obviously, in Boston, I would probably mm-hmm. put that one as his number one. This would be number two, surpassing either his game five was 37 against the Cavs or he's had a few other great ones as well. So, But um, he was great. I can't go through this without mentioning Kevon Looney and his Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. He's more Bill Russell-esque self with his he's, – he's developed like – 65% of Draymond's passing ability 
So, like, he sees, he does see the floor well, and that's what you're going to get when you play with greats. And obviously, you're coached by a really an all time great as well, and Steve Kerr. So, you're naturally just going to keep progressing and progressing. So, he's passing the ball well. Obviously, offensive rebounding wise, he's right now the best in the league. And then finishing around the basket, he's fine, but he doesn't have to because that's what he's doing. And then defensively, he defensively he can switch up, switch onto a guard for a possession and actually stay and be poised there. Pick and roll wise, he's not a liability at all, and he defends the rim pretty well. So Kevon Looney was great. Such a smart player. Obviously a masterclass from Steph. He really is. He's a perf. He's perfect for that team, and mm-hmm. he's become an integral part. Like they need. They're losing this series without Looney, completely. Absolutely. So like he's become an actual like p- component into this uh, team and how it goes. Wiggins, Clay, and Jordan Poole didn't shoot well, but they all played hard. Moody, I've been surprised what uh, Kerr was doing with Moody, giving him minutes as well. Moody's been playing pretty solid minutes when he's, he's on the floor, good but overall, real. Yeah, he's got good energy. Yeah. DiVincenzo, Gary Payton the second. They have a lot of different pieces they can kind of throw. And I think he didn't really play much this series, I think, because of the speed. And he tends to foul a little bit. But I think with a slower-paced game next uh, series, you'll see Jonathan Kaminga a little bit more to be another mm-hmm. body that they'll throw on LeBron, athletic, long. But overall, I think that was a really good game from the Warriors. They showed their championship pedigree. And the Kings, on the other hand, they – future is bright light the beams bright yeah. uh De'Aaron Fox had his worst game of the series I don't think it was finger related it might be but he didn't seem to be too hampered I just think you can have a bad game it wasn't ter- yeah. it wasn't just wasn't his night Kevin Hoyter was not great throughout the series but overall I'm super super happy we're getting uh Lakers Warriors though that I can't I wait. Super, I can't right? wait. that's what I'm super happy about that's gonna I be can't great. wait uh just to touch yes. on the Warriors real quick before we move on, uh, Wiggins, yep. I was very impressed with this series. Just how quickly he got himself acclimated. Like, he was ready yeah. to play. Basically, I mean, game one, he yep. played well. But by game two, yep. he looked like he was back in form, playing with a lot of confidence. Um, I really like how this team looks right now. Mm-hmm. I truly do. Um, we can review the other two games of the weekend so far, and then we can get it to our uh, round two predictions, our series picks and all that. Um, what did you think about the game today? Yeah. Heat Knicks, um, for me, the most interesting part of this game, Jimmy Butler, he obviously turns his ankle there at the end of the game. And I think they're up about eight at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have the play right in front of me. But I couldn't believe it's about three minutes to go, maybe four minutes. The Knicks did not attack him, not once on defense, I don't think. They didn't even try to put him in a screen and roll action. Didn't try to get a switch on to him. Uh, nothing. They didn't attack the one-legged Jimmy Butler at all. And it was very clear he was hampered. Like, he was walking up the court damn near. He looked like looked like he had shit in his pants when he was running. Like that's what he looked like. And uh they didn't even try to go yeah. one one with him. What'd y'all think about that? And what do you think about the game and this matchup in general? Uh Cam, you go first. Of the game today, I would say like the Knicks are still in it because we didn't see Julius Randle today. Um, I don't know why, like Kyle said, they didn't go at Jimmy Butler more than they could have because he was hurt. Um, this Heat team, you just kind of love them, dude. It straight up yeah. feels like a bad AAU team <laughs> of who they got, you know? And they're just rocking it. They're straight up rocking it. And 
people show up. Gabe Vincent's a legit guy. So I I loved watching this game today. Super fun to watch. I like the Knicks in a lot of way. Hopefully Mitchell Robinson can do something, something. offensively for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, something, yeah. I'm, I'm like, just do something, dude. But um, I'll say Jalen Brunson played well. R.J. Barrett, he's one of the streakiest players I've seen, but he played well. He played well today, and he he needs to keep doing that if they he's want to. He's been coming stay along these playoffs. He's like, yes, he's really starting to validate that number one prospect. I mean, out of the mm-hmm. uh, out of high school, obviously number three overall pick in the draft. So he's yep. starting to become to come around and actually be that guy for them, which is good because that's yep. obviously what they drafted him for to do. Mm-hmm. But yet again, it's going to be a battle this series. I really oh, do yeah, think it's gonna that it's oh, yeah. going to be. Yet again, a, I think a low-scoring series for the like the Knicks and whoever they play. They're just good at defense, yep. um, and I'm really excited about whatever this is. And I'm excited to see how Emmanuel quickly plays this series mm-hmm. as well because he didn't do too hot today, only nine points. Um, to see him actually show up and do what we've seen him do before as well. So yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. I hopefully Jimmy's okay because I want to say I'm see Jimmy play as much as I possibly can, of you course. know, and I want him to be at his top level. So I'm excited about this series all in all. And Kyle Lowry coming up big. Smart Kyle Lowry player. coming up big, not only in the game before, but this game too. He's he's showing up and not showing that he's not done. I thought he was done in a lot of ways going into this season. He's He's there, you know, so I'm really excited about this a lot. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is playing – great veteran point guard basketball mm-hmm. just making a lot of the little plays you can tell obviously he's, he's been there before on deep playoffs runs he was on it obviously the championship team in 2019 so he's just he's just making you know, out there making plays uh the game wise i do think if i'm them i think game three saturday the way the scheduling is i think there's like two games or something in between i believe he might not play game two which since they got the win today, which is pivotal, they have the opportunity to rest him up, get that ankle fully fine to for game three for him to at least be yeah. eighty five plus percent. So if they do sit him out game two, it makes sense. If not, Jimmy's a warrior, so he might go anyway. But the role players for the Heat and how well coached they are, discipline wise, is just you, yeah. you just see it all over the place. And that's Pat Riley, that's Eric Spolster, that's Heat culture. That's what we that's what we do. Anyways, uh, Gabe Vincent is shooting great. He plays confident. Uh, Max Struess is really streaky, but Max Struess, he's either going to have a big game or sometimes he's just off, but whatever. Bam, it's gonna, Bam for this series needs to be active and aggressive. There are a few times yeah. down the stretch where he's actually like, he had a nice uh, one dribble spin move left sky hook and the, or the little baby hook in the post towards the end of the game and those are the moves I need I would like to see from him more just because he has the capabilities of doing those things he's just passive it feels at times but overall I like that series a lot it's going to be it's going to be 6 if not 7 it's going to be 1994 yeah. it's going to be 1999 like it's going to be kind of like probably their series in 99 that went 1 versus 8 but it's going to be Nice, and I really liked game one. It was a fun series. Yeah, uh, you know, to answer what you said about Jimmy Butler with the injury today, I could completely see 
a scenario like you're talking about where he sits game two, comes back game three on Saturday, if that's in fact how the schedule is. Um, and like you mm-hmm. said, I could also see him playing game two. But if he were to sit <clears throat> game two, uh, it wouldn't be like they're given the game. You know, they wouldn't mind if they lost, but I could completely see for whatever reason that he somehow winning that game and going up 2 well without Jimmy Butler, then, you know, going yeah. home on Saturday to Miami with a 2-0 lead with Jimmy Butler coming back. And who knows, maybe they could rest him in game three if that happened. Like, I would not be surprised just how this postseason is going. Uh, just the luck the Heat are getting. And yeah. I'm not saying this ain't all skill, because it is, but, you know, some of this stuff is, you're like, how the fuck does this happen? Like, today, Jimmy Butler, you're like, okay, he's either coming out, or like I said, they're either going to put him in switches and make it tough on him. Nope. They win in... By double digits today, I believe, or eight points. They switched like that. it one time, and then they ran. They switched. Yep. The, uh, he was on. Uh, I believe it was on Jalen Brunson or R.J. Barrett, and he was guarding them. And instead of going at him, they set a screen which switched Kyle Lowry onto him, and then Kyle Lowry had the strip. I believe it was on Brunson, and I was like, yeah. "Why are we setting a screen?" To get Jimmy Butler off of the defender, no it was like a little rub screen, but like there was, it was enough where they was able to switch, and it was like, "What are you doing?" Makes no sense. Like attack him, and then we saw him shoot one shot in the corner. He it was way short because he has no lift. He was shooting on one leg, so in offense, so they did a great. The Heat did a great job of even keeping him out there, but still not but being able to still run a competent offense, which is great. I also would have doubled off of him quite often if I could have like late in the shot clock and made him make the late con- or mid contested threes. It's so weird. See how his foot is. I, sw- I swear but teams like this. That's me. I swear in the playoffs, we see it over and over where like, let's say Steph Curry, right? They'll try to switch on to Steph Curry and they'll attack Steph Curry. Cause he might be the weakest defender on the court at that time, but we don't see it. Whenever there's someone with a hand yeah. injury, you don't run him into screens. Like, I don't – it really does seem like the NBA, some teams, not all teams, but I feel like this has come up before in past series, in past years, where a player gets injured, whether it's an injured ankle, knee, they're clearly hampered, and they just don't attack them. And it's like, all right, you'll attack Trey Young when he's on the floor, when he's fully mm-hmm. healthy. Why wouldn't you attack a 70% Jimmy Butler today or even 60%, whatever he was? I see, feel like we see that time and time again. Yeah. and don't see the results we should. Um, I do think this is going to be a, at least a six-game series. I think it's going to be hella physical, obviously. Uh, I yeah. keep going back to what I said the other day when we recorded after the, the Bucks game. Um, the Miami Heat just remind me so much of the fucking New England Patriots. So damn much. Like, if you told me Spolstra went to the school of Belichick, I'd believe it. Because no matter who you throw in there, they're just going to play smart basketball. They're going to bleed out the clock. They're going to mm-hmm. try to get open threes. Um, you know, yeah. basketball can be a simple game. Defend as best you can, play hard, find the open man, get an easy shot. That's what they try to do. Uh, they're, if you want to keep it in basketball, it's like the Spurs of, you know, 10 years ago. Put whoever you want around Tim Duncan, we're going to get a good shot. We're going to play hard defense. We're going to be smart with the ball. That's the heat now. And uh, it's fun to watch. They're hard not to root for, like Camden said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The opposite of the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies. It is easy to root Hey, like I told. They just say, they, they say too much. They do too much. But they, it's easy to what root did, What did I say when Josh yeah. said, uh, oh, I'm good in the West? I'm like, some sort of karma is going to happen for that. The basketball gods will come back for that. And sure enough. 
you get blown out by 40 in an elimination game. Yeah. I love Jot Death, but man, gotta have respect for, you know, champions of the past. You mean the team that beat you last year, the team that obviously ended up beating them this year, the, um, mm-hmm. the two, uh, the arguably one of the greatest ever, like two of the greatest ever, not even arguable, my bad. Like, yes, you're going to respect them. You have a two-time MVP, the reigning two-time MVP until we hear from in Jokic. You've got, I mean, at the time you didn't, but now you have Kevin Durant. Like, there's so <laughs> much. That, is, <laughs> no, is that what brought it up? Kawhi yeah. and Paul George. I'm not even mentioning That's them. That's what brought it up, too, like, was the, the Kevin Durant teams, move, right? Even, like, the Timberwolves. The, oh, I think it, that was the question that like, brought it up, too. And he was like, oh, oh we're good. worried about Kevin Durant, Jordan, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. The Kings, I didn't even get... Yeah, I'm, I'm good in the West. Ja, you're not even the you're not top. You might not be top five in the West as a player. Like you can make that argument. Exactly. Like you're rough. Mm-hmm. Like you're right there at four or five. I'm good in the West. What you do in Dylan <laughs> Brooks? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But uh, I don't know if you guys had any other points on that, or if you wanted to jump right into Denver Phoenix, which happened last night, which was. Um, I have one takeaway from that game and one takeaway only, unless you guys had another point. What's your takeaway? We can go to that game. Yeah. My one takeaway is that, I don't know, uh, Phoenix, we don't believe you. We need more people, quote, unquote. I just don't know if they have – I don't know if they have that's, enough. That's been my word since the start. Yeah, I was yep. like, I thought that I thought going in, I had them in the conference finals. I had them losing to the Warriors um, postseason prediction because I thought the Warriors' depth was going to be able to. This might be six for Denver. It honestly, if Denver won in five, it would not shock me. And yep. it's just because you have Kevin Durant, cool. You have Devin Booker, cool. After that, obviously you have DeAndre Ayton, but like he's he's good. He's not great. You have Chris Paul, great yep. floor general at this point, great mind. But Seems his afraid body's to shoot. Not, his body and his mind are in two separate spots. Yes, his body and his mind are in two separate spots. I feel like he feels almost like he doesn't know his place on the offense, which is a weird spot for him. Like, because obviously it's Kevin Durant, it's Devin Booker. And so you're still trying to work out the kinks. They've really only played like 15 games together. So you're still mm-hmm. working things out. It's, that'd be one-fifth of a season. And then you have Josh Okoogie and Tory Craig and then Campaign. Like I said, and so Bismack like, Beyond. <laughs> oh, my bad. Let me not forget about rest in peace, Bismarckie. Um <laughs> And then Denver just, I mean, Aaron Gordon played great last night. You've got, obviously, Jokic. Jamal Murray's getting back into playoff Murray form, which is great for them. Michael Porter Jr.'s been playing well. As I said, Aaron Gordon. You've got Bruce Brown. You've got just, just they're just deep. They're well coached. They're talented. And they have the best home court in the league just because of the altitude and literally the difference of playing there. So, this series may be five. I'll give. It might be. I'll. I had it. I had the Suns before, but I'll give the Suns two out of respect for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But I don't honestly see how Denver loses. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't see how Denver loses the series mm-hmm. anymore. 
Yeah. Um, if I'll go next, I was same boat as you. No depth in that Phoenix team. Um, and you, I don't think you can win with two guys predominantly doing it. The other thing I noticed in that game that was huge was me, for me was the Denver Nuggets had 16 threes, whereas the – I think Phoenix had, like, less than mm. 10, no doubt. Like, they yeah. don't have the three-point shooting. You can shooting fog it up on them. That – there was a point in the second or like late second, early third, where the uh, Suns were two of two from the three point line. <laughs> yeah, and I was it's... like, and I was like, that's fine. Like, obviously, you don't have to throw up forty five mm-hmm. threes a game to be a team, but like, you're not gonna space the floor. You have three of the best like of our generation mid range jump shooters, and that's all yeah. they're doing is just getting good twos. They're shots. They're twos. Yeah, <laughs> they're just getting which good is... twos, which mm-hmm. is cool, but. It's just, it's just, yeah, they're just not spreading themselves out. Like, I, Durant had a good game. He had 29. I think he shot well over 50%. I think yeah. Booker also shot over 50%, but it's all twos. And it's, it's fine. But when you have somebody like Jamal Murray making six threes, when you have players on their team that are able to go three for four for three or yeah. three for eight or whatever – that's going to put the distance in between you guys, especially when it goes to bench playing and those players are making some threes as well. So I think that that's the other thing besides depth. They don't really have shooters surrounding these guys to make it have any spacing at all. So, yeah, it's going to be a super interesting series, but I can't see Phoenix pulling this one out. I can see Booker having a huge game where he goes for 50 maybe himself and they win. But that's what they need. They need those huge games from their big guys to even have a chance to win. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's going to be tough. And right before you go, Kyle, I'll let you go off. Um, they went 7-23 from the three-point line. No person made more than one three. That's, that's one. And that. two, they also went 14-17 from – you don't see that. They went 14-17 from the free throw line, so that's 82%. That's really good. And they shot over 50% yep. from the floor. Yeah. How are they like other than a Durant or Booker explosion? How are they supposed to play better? They don't shoot better threes, than that, yep. so. Mm-hmm. And Denver's just too good for offensively too. But Kyle, you can go on with your feelings on the series. Um, I mean, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Maybe not so much the lack of shooting for Phoenix, but as far as the depth goes, uh, Denver has a true home court advantage too with the altitude, so they have that going for them. Uh, came yep. out with a ton Absolutely. of energy mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, if you're not shooting that well or you don't have shooting lineups and you can get up 10, 15 on them, yeah, you can kind of sag off everybody and put all mm-hmm. your attention to Durant and Booker. And once you got that going, it's hard because neither one of them are slashers. KD's certainly not as at, at his athletic peak. Obviously, he can still get to the rim, but you can kind of bog it yeah. down on him in a way that you wouldn't be able to if it is a close game, you know? Uh, I mean, which you still can enforce those mm-hmm. guys to shoot, but you're going to have more confidence you know, when you're not down 15. Uh, I'm surprised by the amount they won by, but I'm not surprised by the win. I think they go up 2-0, and then I think Phoenix kind of makes it a series back at home. Uh, but if not, yeah, they could easily get out of here in five. Like, I truly believe Clippers have one of Kawhi or Paul George in that series. It at least goes seven. Maybe Phoenix pulls it out, but I think it at least goes seven. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. This oh, yeah. feels very oh, yeah. much. Oh yeah. Feels Absolutely. very much 2011 heat ish. The Suns do by being five or six deep. Um. So yeah, I mean, luckily with Chris Paul, with Aiden, the way their team is, they're really built like a, a classic NBA team: point guard, two guard, three, a true mm. four, a five. Um. You know, they can kind of balance it out on offense. But that's the thing. You're not at your best if you're running it through Chris Paul. You know, you don't want Devin Booker and KD just spotting up, but that almost is where they're at their best. So it's kind of a conundrum for them. And I really do what's wonder what's the case with them going forward, like with Chris Paul. Will they trade him in the offseason? They could obviously win the series. Who knows? But I do think that's going to be an increasing problem going forward, especially as he ages. He's already 37. The contract is so... That contract's yep. kind of heavy. I don't know if anyone. And he's still hard to move too. him. It's hard to move Chris Paul. Dude. All that money. I, I, as I said, that con, uh, like his contract yeah. is heavy. No, he's um, it's similar to Russell Westbrook's mm. contract. So Westbrook moves, but it's still I don't know. It's a it's, his contract is heavy. Yeah, he's due. Like Chris Paul, I believe, is due thirty. Almost thirty-one thousand next year, thousand. and then thirty-one thousand a year after that. So, a milli. Sorry, thirty-one million. million. Right? Thirty-one million. Thirty-one million. Thirty-one million. Chris Paul's playing for thirty-one thousand. So that's yeah. for uh, expire. Yeah, <laughs> he's paying for he's paying for a paraprofessional or substitute yep. teacher salary. <laughs> but yeah, he's um. That's tough to. That's tough to swing, especially when you have an expiring player. You have to have the right team for get, him, and he has to be in the right situation. Like, mm-hmm. And also, is he open to coming off the bench next year? Because like I could see that. I mean, shit. That's what they need is a, they've needed a backup point guard since yeah. their finals run, and they never addressed it. They kept campaign. Might as well demote Chris Paul and go get someone else. Never uh, do want to give the Nuggets some credit. Yeah, if, if he's fine with that, then then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. But I do want to give the Nuggets some credit. Uh, I mean, we saw last night their their offense is just hyper-efficient. It doesn't matter. If they want an ISO, you got Jamal Murray. Uh, if you want a shot at the basket, you can just yep. post Jokic up one for one. And if you want any other sort of look, you're going to get a clean look if you just run that offense or run a play for them. Jokic or Murray is going to be able to find someone, <clears throat> whether it's MPJ, Brown, or Gordon on the cut. Mm-hmm. They can get anything mm-hmm. they want at any single time. So they're going to be dangerous. I don't love them on defense, but as we saw last night, depending on the matchup, they can get stops. Caldwell Pope, too. He's not a bad uh, defender at all. He's a plus defender. Uh, so they're. Mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. take a lot to get them out of there for Phoenix. And uh, I really do like the Nuggets' chances of uh, being in the conference finals still. Let me ask yeah. you all, though. Yeah. The team stuff. And we've kind of answered this, but let me ask you just to get it on record now. Uh, give me the Phoenix and Nuggets, what you guys think the series prognosis is going to be, and then we'll do Heat-Knicks after. seems how those two series have started. So what's your Phoenix-Nuggets predictions? You've already said, what, five or six, Keenan? I'm going Nuggets and six. I echo that, Nuggets and six. Yep, and I'm similar. I think I'll go Nuggets Ooh. and five. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Phoenix can pull off more than one. What about Heat Knicks? What y'all got for Heat Knicks? Uh, I've got Heat in six. If it went seven, it's not shocking, but I got Heat in six. Yep, I think I'm going seven on this one. And I'm going New York. 
I think it's time, dude. Ooh. It's time for New York to. It's time for New York to get themselves to the Eastern Conference Finals and show Madison Square Garden's different, man. That's a fact. So Game Seven of Madison Square, I think, would be an awesome game, and I'm hoping for Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to be legit. So, yep. Okay. I'm having a tough time okay. picking between six or seven. My gut's telling me six, and uh, I think it's Miami. Similar to Warriors and Kings, I mean, the Knicks do have postseason experience, yeah. but I think the heat between Spolstra, between Jimmy, and the rest of the crew, I think they got more big games yeah. under their belt, uh, and they just won't die. They won't die. Like, Butler could come out hobbling still on Tuesday night, nope. just like how he was today, and he could still put 35 on like him. Well, <laughs> Look like yeah, who, looking like who knows who, but like I, they just won't die. But yeah, I'm gonna pick the Heat to go to the conference yeah. finals. I'll say in seven. Yeah. I'm hoping for a seventh game. Renew the Miami and Knicks rivalry. I'm hoping for seven, but in my heart, I think it's six. So six and a half. I got the Heat in. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like, like I'm back and forth because Jimmy Butler's legitimately that type of dude that. He can take over any series, any he's the guy. Yeah. I saw this post the other day of like how it said like Jason Tatum wants to be like Kobe. Other new players want to be like Kobe. The only one who's really got that dog in him 100%. is Jimmy Butler. The only guy that's even got that slight little dog of dominating. Dominating. So I'm not surprised if Miami wins it. I really not. This series. I, I like that Jimmy Kobe comparison. That's apropos okay. for sure. Uh, yes. Yes, um, and so yeah. let's move down the east. Um, Philly and Boston, that starts tomorrow. How are you guys feeling on that series? Go ahead, Cam. I'll go, yeah. <laughs> Boston's my team, dude, and I love them, but that should not have taken two games against the Hawks, and it made me upset. They could have swept the Hawks, and that's how it should have went. One game is fine. I am worried about this because I think that the Sixers have Embiid, who's hurt. So that's my one saving grace for the Celtics. Embiid's injured. But Harden's a good enough player to facilitate that basketball in a way that I think is legit. I don't know what he'll do in the playoffs, though, to be honest. It's tricky. But for my aspect of Boston, I need Jason Tatum to be that man, and he hasn't shown me that yet in this playoffs yet. And it's frustrating. He when Sometimes he's just awful from the field, and I don't get it. So I need him. If he plays the way I want him to play, they got this one in six. Um, and then the other tricky thing is, these point guards for the Celtics, um, between Smart, Brogdon, and White, I think it's so hard to give them all the minutes that they need. Yeah. And I really wish that Missoula would – this might be a hot take. I don't know if it is. I wish he would run with White and Brogdon more than he would go with Smart. And I hope he does that this series in some ways. Of Even though Smart's the defender – out of them in a lot of ways. I think Derek White is a really great defender and is this year just as good as Smart in terms of defense and is a better player in terms of offense right now. So I hope if he 
Missoula makes the right calls, which has been another thing that's been ticking me off is I don't love Missoula as a coach right now. But if he makes the right calls and does it, I think that Boston, I think they win tomorrow um, back at home at TD Garden for game one. And I think they can pull it off in six. I think they got this one at six. Okay. I agree. I agree with much of Cam's sentiments. <clears throat> I'm very worried about Joe Missoula. He's, uh, if it's possible to be a streaky coach, he's that. Uh, I don't worry about him in the way, like, Bucks fans might worry about Coach Bud. But, like, let me give you, for instance, sure. the way, like Cam said, it should not have taken six games. Grant Williams was shelved for much of that series, and then he played him more towards the end of the series. I get it, maybe for matchups, he's not exactly a wing and Atlanta's got a lot of wings, a lot of speed. I get that. But Grant Williams has been in a lot of these playoff games, in a lot of big games in his short career. That's a guy you just want on the court to kind of float around, especially to back up Al. Him and Al play very similar. Al's more, Al Horford's more of a better spot-up shooter yeah. as far as even from the mid-range. He's got the mid-range and the three. Grant Williams really just a three and sometimes a layup kind of guy. Uh, but that's a guy you want playing, moving the ball. He's a very smart passer. Um, you saw him out there in crunch time of the clinching game, and you saw how well it moved. And that's the thing with Boston. <clears throat> that game was kind of getting hairy, game six in Atlanta. Atlanta kind of had it there for the taking, and finally Boston was just like, nah. And for the last three minutes, they got wide-open shot after wide-open shot after forcing a turnover or forcing Trey into a bad shot. So there's a team in there somewhere, <clears throat> excuse me, goddamn, who can get to the finals who can make it easy for themselves with all the versatility they have. They're such a deep team. But like he said with Jason Tatum, he's supposed to be the leader of this team. And, you know, this is why I always say he's kind of in a class by himself where he's not, he might be above a LeBron James on a nightly basis during the regular season, right? But I can't put him in the Luka category, even though he's a better two-way player, because you will never see Luka go one for 10 from three with, you know, 19 points. You just won't see that. And if you do, you're going to see probably, you know, 13 assists, some boards in there too, which Tatum does do. He does impact the game in other ways, especially with his defense. But, man, he'll just have these nights where he cannot Mm -hmm. shoot the ball at all. And, you know, there's often nights I think Jalen Brown's the better player than him. Uh, Not to make it a his team versus his team kind of thing, but. Even in that game six. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And Tatum can kind of just play with his food, as Mark Jones says, quite a bit. He'll shake it up, sauce it up, you know, toss up a contested three. And then, you know, it's good when they're falling. But when they're not, you know, the Celtics are not at their best. Their best when they're moving the ball, playing fast, which is why I think they're going to get Philly out of here in the long run because of their athleticism. I don't think Harden's going to be able to handle a mix of their guards and their wings. Yeah, Just that five-some of Smart, Brogdon, White, Jalen and Jason, incredible on defense. They can switch on to anything. I completely agree with you, Cam. Marcus Smart's got to be the odd man out there. They should run Brogdon, excuse me, Brogdon in white in crunch time more. But I think ultimately they get Philly out of there in mm-hmm. six. I agree. Six games. Should be seven. Philly's got enough, but I don't know. And B just seems unlucky. He doesn't perform well in the postseason, low-key. But, you know, I am hoping he has a better run. Not too good, obviously, with the Celtics, but I do hope for his sake he can perform a little bit better because, man, it's ugly for him in these postseasons. 
So I kind of agree with both of you in the sense that I have Boston in six. If it went seven, it doesn't shock me either here too. But they've got my concerns with Boston are they they do for sure the. The, my concern with Boston is they're mimicking some of the faults that they had last year against the Warriors where closing games seems to sometimes be a struggle because they almost get lax with the ball and they almost get lax mm-hmm. with their, like, intensity. So, like, when, they, yep. when they're locked in, like, if you told me you were going to get 100% locked in Boston, you would not guarantee a championship, but you would definitely, you can almost but guarantee the finals. They'd be the, could, they'd like, be the gar- toughest like, out. They're going to give whomever, absolutely, they're, they'd be the toughest out 100% for sure. So they just, you would have thought from last year, the reason why they lost against the Warriors was late game execution, uh, Tatum not taking that next, Tatum not ready to take like that next step as we've, as you guys both kind of articulated there too. And they're turning over the, the ball. Like they could get careless well, with that's the still ball. Their case. And it seems like they've rectified as I say, it seems like they've rectified none case. of that. Like none of that yeah. has been rectified. Jason Tatum as I think has improved a little bit as a player because he's a little bit better all around, but still at times, as you guys have said, like you kind of his he can impact the game, but it still doesn't feel there's just something about it that just he just feels like he's disconnected from the game a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. And then, which is why you question, okay, is Jalen Brown sometimes the better player? Like, just to take, sometimes, like, Clay will have it more than Steph, but you never question if Steph's the best player or not. Mm-hmm. Or, say, Harden and Embiid, if you want to say, or... The only team you really have that with is Anthony Davis and LeBron, and that's because Anthony Davis at this point really should be better than LeBron, but he's just so inconsistent at times that he's not, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's the only team where the second player is really arguably better than the first, and Tatum just seems to kind of bounce between that at times. So that's the thing that concerns me with Boston moving forward. Um, that's where Philly could take advantage. I think Embiid's going to eat this series, but... I don't have any faith, and I mean any faith in James Harden. So <laughs> that is a prove it to me when I see it. But I have, yeah. I have had zero faith for a minute, and I'm going to continue to have zero faith in James Harden. Yep. And if he if he comes through and balls out and they win, I will be the first to be like, hey, Harden came to play, and Harden deserves all the credit. But I'm going to wait until I see it. But So I got Boston in sure. six. But mm-hmm. moving forward, uh, well, I, they should be really happy that Milwaukee's not got knocked true, out. True. I got a couple uh, points go on, I want to add before we move on to the Lakers and Warriors. Um, I do think yeah. I think the yeah. Celtics miss Ime Udoka in that regard of the late game execution. Uh yeah. They do. Because Udoka so much. he replaced Brad, Brad Stevens. Brad was incredible on offense. You could put us three out there with Brad, and he's gonna find a way for the Celtics to Still score points, you know what I mean? Um, one hundred percent. Yeah. And Ime, while I don't think he got inventive on offense, he definitely made them tougher on defense. Uh, eliminated a lot of, at least during the regular season, the late game comebacks. We eliminated a lot of that in the second half of last year, uh, and we saw it rear its ugly head in the finals. Sure, and even against the Heat. Sure, uh, you know they're still a young team, but they're really older than their age, their real ages, because of how many big playoff games this team's been in. So for them to still be going through this and then 
you yeah. know, not having Ime this year, another full season. If they had Ime, they would be almost a shoe in to make the conference final or sorry, the NBA finals, you know, even with the Bucks, especially yeah. after what we saw yeah. with the Bucks. But Missoula is just so questionable. I could see a world where, you know what? It'll probably go to seven. If they gave two to Atlanta, why wouldn't this go to seven? The only thing that's saving them is they are such a bad matchup historically. That's huge, They're right? such a historically bad matchup for Philly across the years. And like Keenan said with Harden, yeah. if Harden yeah, was like, yeah. mm-hmm. if we saw Harden be like balling out each game last series, which he didn't really need to, I get that, including the end of the season, because he was playing very well before he got injured. We just don't know. And he might be back to 100%. We just don't know, and we don't see it. And he's more than happy to take a game off if he doesn't need to play. You know what I mean? He'll let Maxi kind of take over, which is good, but mm-hmm. you can't judge a series mm-hmm. off that when Harden is more than happy to do that. On top of his postseason history where <laughs> in a big game he'll do that when he's the focal point, he'll say, nah, you guys got it. So you yeah. can't pick Harden and the Sixers based off that. I hope Embiid does well, but... Boston's been a bad matchup for him. Horford and Grant Williams have been a bad matchup for him. As crazy as that is to say, I think they rectify that. And I think Maxie has a great series. After that, I'm not sure for Philly. So. This could be a series big for Tobias Harris if he can actually come to, but he's up and down there too. So I I don't, there's a way Philly can win, but there's, it's a way Philly can win. It just includes a lot of ifs. With Boston, mm-hmm. it's just simple will they stuff. Protect the rather ball. Rather than yep. an if. It's, it's just like, will they? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just basically like, will they protect the ball? I mean, I guess you could say that's an if. It's just like, will they protect the ball? And will, will they, they lose focus? If like they that. don't do yep. either, they'll win. That's pretty much yep. it. Comes it would down take to. Philly carving up. Really just mental things rather than physical things. I agree things. with that. If there's a way for Philly to carve up Boston's defense, that'd be the way to do it. But. Their defense is just too versatile. Rob Williams is starting to play very well for them, more consistent. I would assume he yeah. gets a lot more run in this series. Mm-hmm. Now, if he gets injured and you're really just down to Horford and uh, Grant as your bigs, you know, I wouldn't assume they go to Cornette or guys like that. Yeah. Then, you know, that's really the pathway is yeah. to hope that Rob Williams gets injured, I guess, which is a high chance, if we're being honest. But yeah. it's going to be tough for Philly. Yeah. They can do it. Will they? Sweet. We all doubt it. The thing – yeah. 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 The thing that I'm worried about with the Celtics is them going into halftime with a 20 point lead and then they go last. That's what they do. They They go in with an awesome first half and then they're lax and just chilling in the third. And then all you know is the other team's Mm -hmm. up by one. And that wouldn't surprise me. And I loved your point, Kyle, about Ime. They respected that dude and he got the best out of them Mm -hmm. when he could all year, except for in the finals, which. It was their first finals together. Sure, that's a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. I was, I'm a person that's fresh, very frustrated that they took the interim tag off of Missoula, and I wish Ime was still here. I have no idea what even happened with that situation. Still, I need to know answers, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Hey, real quick on that point. Imagine if they just played it out because they gave, they took off the interim tag, I believe, right at the All Star break. Imagine if they just played out the season. I get why they did that because it's yep. successful. Like, there's too much talent on this team not to be good, you know? But if they just played it out, look how everything fell. Nick Nurse is a free mm-hmm. agent. There's a world where they go to the playoffs with Missoula. And if he wins it all, go ahead. Yeah, bring him back. But 
you know, if you get to the conference finals, lose in the seventh game, and you're not feeling 100%, yep. you got Nick Nurse or someone like that waiting in the wings. So someone's going to get a great coach in Nick Nurse. It's going to change their and fortunes. And no one blinks at it. Nobody does. No one blinks at it because yep. essentially if they – Say if they lost in any other round other than the finals, they did worse than they did the year before, which would be you could say, okay, the Emay's not there, that's why they did worse. Or if they lost in the finals, it'd be like they did the same exact thing. So yep. you would you could unless they won it all, which and if they did, then cool, Missoula cool. But if not, you could get rid of him and just be like, okay, obviously we were in a coaching change, and the talent on this team still got us to a conference finals, or still got us to a championship, and yep. then you go get. Someone like Nick Nurse. There's other good coaches out there as well, but we'll see. But we can it, move on to this Lakers Warriors. It is uh, funny though that <laughs> television bonanza. But even listen- it's funny that, and we could say this about the West too, because you know Denver would, I guess, be the favorite, being the one seed, yeah. right? So it's funny that the Celtics yeah. are definitely the best bet to come out of the East, and none of us feel great about it. And Really, across the whole entire postseason, you could say that about any team. Every team just has such glaring flaws that who knows? Like, Miami winning it all isn't that far out of the realm right now. But, uh, yeah, let's go to Lakers-Warriors. I'm excited to talk about this series. Yes. Um, Camden, you start off. How do you feel? It's awesome that it's a 6-7 and seven yeah. seed. It's awesome that it's LeBron versus Steph again. Like, what better matchup than On this? fair, fair terms, without Kevin Durant. Like, yep. These teams yep. are pretty equal. This is this is what we wanted to see. Can't wait. Um, it's, it's tough because the Lakers got better at the trade. And of course. These, players, these players are playing well. Vanderbilt's a defender, and he's doing well. Yep. Russell, low-key's got that, like, Brooklyn – D'Angelo Russell kind of guy where he could go out and get you a bucket. Um, and I am excited to see these things go through. The Warriors, it's Steph Curry. Steph Curry's one of the best players on the planet still. And he makes any team that he would ever be on be great. They're, uh, they got role players on that team. Kavon Looney's going to have to do what he did that last series again and yeah. figure out what's going to go on with that Davis stuff um, and what how Anthony Davis plays is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I am excited to see LeBron in action in this. And, dude, Austin Reeves is kind of Austin unreal. Reeves. I don't know where that man came from. He's just a good player. He's fun to watch. He's, He's him. fun to watch, dude. Yep, he is. So I think that this matchup's going to be – Unreal. I, I feel like this one has to go seven. It has to go seven, right? Yeah. In my mind. And yeah. Keenan, you know what that means. It's who going in game seven. It's Brown going in game seven. I just saw Steph go I just saw Steph put up fifty though. I know. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But I think that the thing is tough is this. This is, in my opinion, the Warriors last dance as their big three together like it's if they don't win somebody's get something's happening and the Warriors place where people are moving so they they really need this but LeBron on the other hand also has a legacy that he wants to uphold because if Steph wins a championship this year there's a conversation there's a conversation about Steph and LeBron and LeBron doesn't want that so he's gonna do what he has to do 
And I think that's a Game 7 win. Hopefully Anthony Davis shows up. I, I want to see Anthony Davis get monster numbers in this series. And I think he can against this team. Um, if they can keep up with the Warriors shooting, which is going to be tough for them. It, defensively, if they can lock down the Warriors shooting and keep Clay like, heat checking that man, don't let him go off. Make sure Poole doesn't go off on you guys because he's streaky, but if he goes off, you're done. Like, there's a lot of those things that are going to be happening where they have to make sure they're doing their best. But all in all, I do think that the Lakers Ooh, get it in okay. seven. All I right. do. Lakers. Keen, I, I know, bold take. Bold take. Keen, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Okay, so I think... I think this series is good and bad for both teams. Anthony Davis is, I mean, obviously he's like, he can be the best player on the floor on any night, but he to me is an X factor. Like what Anthony Davis are you going to get? You saw how they neutralized the bonus. Not that Anthony Davis, the bonus are in the same class, but obviously bigs that can are a little that versatile. You saw how they neutralized him, but they can't, they're not going to back off on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can obviously, hit every mid-range jump shot that he needs to hit. So they're going to actually have to play him straight up. So that's going to be interesting to see what their defense is there. Yeah. Uh, Looney, even though he's a great offensive rebounder, he is a little smaller. Draymond's obviously smaller. Uh, Wiggins is going to be your third. They don't really have any uh, big depth after that. You're really going to go with Jonathan Kaminga, too. He's still smaller, even though he's an athlete. So Anthony Davis really should eat. LeBron's going to control pace. So he's gonna he's gonna do what LeBron does. That's you really I'm not concerned about that at all. But I think that this is a series where Steph should eat eat like more he than should. he did last se- series because I mean last series you had De- De'Aaron Fox, a very good <coughs> defender. You had Davion Mitchell, good defender, big body. You had Terrence Davis who started to play on him towards the end of the um end of the series, uh, good defender as well. You've got they had piece, they had people who they could throw at him. You have Dennis Schroeder, and then Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. Like, LeBron's obviously not chasing him around at all. So I think Steph should just eat this series, and I think that's going to be the difference. I have them in seven. This should be a, This is going to be, for the Warriors, I think the X factor is Jordan Poole. Last series, because of how great – the uh, Kings guards are at scoring with uh, Fox, with Monk, and how physical and athletic they are. Poole was almost kind of, not useless at times, but he was yeah. a liability on the floor because offensively, when he's not rolling defensively, he really is a liability. So you tend to go with D- DiVincenzo. You're going to go with Gary Payton. You're going to go. Um, you're going to take him off the floor because you need that defensive presence. Now with Austin Reeves, obviously Austin Reeves can score. Don't get me wrong. D'Angelo Russell can score. Don't get me wrong. But defensively, they're not going to pose the same kind of presence no. that the um, that the Kings guards especially will. D'Angelo. So he should be able to, especially yep. D'Angelo. So he should be able to get his shot off more. And obviously with your main presence being Steph, Jordan Poole should be able to definitely get his looks more. You should see a couple more. 20 point maybe even like he did Denver last year first round get a couple 30 point games out there so I think that's gonna be the difference I have Warriors in seven which is tough because betting against LeBron in seven (laughs) is something I don't like he's seven and one 
in in his eight games, and his one loss was to Boston when he put up 47. Paul Pierce just happened to match him. So it, it's really hard to go against him, but I think for the first time, Steph hops on the floor with LeBron, and he's the best player on the floor. And I think that's going to mm. rain a little bit true here. And yeah. they get in seven. I have many thoughts about this series. Let me start by saying yep. everything that happens over the next two weeks in my life will be based around this series. Television bonanza. It will be based around this series my whole entire day. That's fair, uh, we're right? basically, I'm not kidding, like we're getting basically an NBA Finals matchup in the second round. Uh, and you can even say that about Denver and Phoenix, but yeah. with Steph and LeBron, you just yeah, do not fair. get that amount of superstardom, uh, a Hall of Fame matchup in the second round. It's I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let me just get this out of the way before I get to my true thoughts about this series. Um, let's just preface it and say yep. LeBron's playing on a bad foot. He could get injured. Anthony Davis, we see him every game. He gets fucking hit and he starts wincing. He could get injured. So this very well could be taken out from us. I hope that doesn't happen, but I just want to get it out in the air just to, just to get it out there. Now, once it was clear that the Warriors were going to win this game, one of the first thoughts that I had with this yeah. LeBron-Steph rivalry, we've seen them play in games. We've seen them in finals games, obviously. Uh, and as Keenan said, no Durant. So we really finally get mm-hmm. to see them for the first time since 2016 at a at a square level, at an even level. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was when LeBron first came in the league, we thought, and shit, y'all was real young, so I don't know if y'all remember this, but we really thought it was going to be LeBron and Melo for the next 15 years, right? And then... Oh, yeah, no, I do remember that. Mello was was the guy. Yeah, well, (laughs) Mello... He he won uh, one and done, obviously, but he won the national championship. He was... Mello would have been number two had it not been for the hype around Darko and the mystique around Darko, right? And then some years pass, Wade Wade gets a championship, and it turns to LeBron versus Wade, right? Then it seems like it's going to be LeBron Mm -hmm. versus Kobe. LeBron never breaks through. And then, of course, LeBron joins Dwayne Wade. Then it looks like it's going to be LeBron versus Durant. Durant blows that up by going to the Warriors, and it's really been his main rival, ended up being Steph Curry. And here we really go to cement it. Bron got lucky, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Bron got lucky that they made those. Actually, I'm not even going to say luck. All right. Uh, Who's the Rob Palinka? He made great moves at the deadline to get them where they are because that team became a whole lot more exciting and playable around LeBron as soon as they made those moves. So I don't want... Well so let balanced, me not call that yeah. luck at all. They did their thing in the play-in. They get the Grizzlies. That's the lucky part, I guess. That was a good matchup for them, a favorable part, a favorable matchup for them. And here we are, because if you told me six months ago, will LeBron even get another finals appearance? I would have said no. And here is his best chance, probably before the end of his career, depending on how this ends, of course. Um, yeah. I'm just fascinated by that. Uh, I think we're going to get uh, extra hungry LeBron. I do think if it gets out of hand, he's going to do what he did in the Memphis series and just kind of lay back and wait for the next game, given his injury. Um, but I'm right on board with Keenan, man. I think mm-hmm. this is the best Steph we've ever seen. And we kind of debated this a few weeks ago. And I said Steph might be better in 2016. He's not as well-rounded. Like, every single time he goes to the rim – I think nope. it's going in. Like I like it's Dwayne Wade going to the basket or something. I I think and I know he's finishing at the rim this season and last year. Yeah. Um his 
It's, he might not be as explosive. Yeah. He's the same level shooter. He's stronger. Yeah. And the only difference is people know how, how much but of a... He's, yeah, this is the best stuff. 100%. And the only difference between 2016, besides like the body strength and you know everything else being well-rounded, he was more explosive. But those open looks or that those one-on-one threes he could get after shaking you, he just doesn't get it anymore. Once he gets into his dribble progression, they're sending a second guy. So he's got to give it up. So the degree of difficulty he's playing with, yeah, like for him to get 50, a lot of the looks he was getting were either layups or tough shots. seems like every three he takes that's not a spot up is a tough three. Mm-hmm. And he continues to put up the same percentages year after year after year. He's phenomenal. Uh, I think I mentioned yep. this. I just want to say it one more time, but he hit a shot in game one of this series. That was one of the greatest threes I've ever seen. Uh, he caught it down by his fucking left ankle, had a guy closing out on him. He's in the deep corner, and he shoots a moon ball like over the fucking shot clock and nets it. And, of course, it gets lost yeah. in the series because the Kings won, but that's uh, yeah, one of the best yeah. shots I've ever seen yep. anywhere. I don't care. Um, I'm rolling with Keenan, yeah. though. I got the Warriors in seven. I think Steph, for my money right now, it's officially the best player on the planet. He showed it today. Uh, I would put money on the Warriors for anybody to win the ring. They just have that look now. Uh, yeah, I got Warriors in seven. But I do think, I don't know. It's still Bron. It's still AD. LeBron's going to He's gonna bring it. He's going to have something extra special for Steph. I do think that. Steph just seems to bring the best out of him. Just listen, this is... As you said, there was supposed to be LeBron and Melo. Then LeBron and Wade became a thing for a little bit, but they teamed up. Then LeBron and Kobe was a thing, and then LeBron Durant, and now it's LeBron and Steph. And as we've said, LeBron, people argue, is the greatest player of all time. He's two, three, wherever you have Mm -hmm. him. He's above Steph in the rank of greatest players of all time. Cool. Since the 2010s, obviously, when they've they've both been playing, it's... The championships obviously are the same. LeBron has 10 appearances to Curry, or technically nine because he had one in the 2000s, um, to Curry's six, two MVPs to two MVPs. Like, it's they're literally neck and neck since the 2010s, really, when Steph became, like, in the NBA. So, and if Steph gets to five, as you said, like said yeah. as you said, if Steph gets to five, there's a conversation as to when if LeBron was the best player, cool, but who's like almost like whose league was it? Like it was LeBron's league, but then like Steph got on LeBron's watch per se. Yeah, and I know, and I know some of them came with Durant too, but LeBron had got a super team as well, not as stacked, but they still got yeah. a super team. They took two off of there. He got two with the Lakers. Steph has his two other ones, so it's like. It really becomes more of a conversation than people than some people will give it credit for, just because LeBron's obviously on both ends of the floor. He's had such greatness mm-hmm. throughout, but the greatness of Steph, he's just really showing that even at age thirty five, still, which is older for a player, that he's still this great and this amazing. So I can't wait. The spectacle. This is what I want. Like the spectacle <clears throat> yep. of. Lakers and Warriors, LeBron and Steph, one last time when they're both at, well, Steph at the peak of his powers, LeBron 85% the peak of his powers, and he can summon 98% the peak of his powers in, like, Mm -hmm. a game. So it's going to be great. I cannot wait for this series. Mm -hmm. This is the series that I'm looking forward to. And these teams, yeah. These teams are so 
differently constructed in some ways. Like, the Lakers don't have a lot of shooters. They got bigs. Like, Rui Hachimura comes in. Mm. He's going to come in there, and he's going to do things. He might shoot it, but he's a big dude. Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. Yep. It's it's a different setup. They want to body people. They want to play. They're not going to play like Sacramento did. But on the flip side... The Lakers would have struggled with Sacramento immensely. I don't know if they would have beat. It's tough, you know, if they had Sacramento first instead mm-hmm. of Memphis. And I don't know what tough... I don't know if Golden State gets by Memphis. They've always given yep. Memphis problems. It's, Memphis it's, always given them problems. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a super fun series. I can't wait to see LeBron and Steph do what they do. I I hope everybody Two plays kids. the best. <laughs> I hope everybody plays the best to their ability. I hope Clay's going. I hope AD's going. I want to see it all. I want to see it all. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. One more thing to add about these two teams. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. You know, it's yep. easy to root against LeBron, especially in his Lakers era. Uh, but I've really enjoyed this Lakers team since the trades. They all play well together. Austin Reeves somehow became their number three right, option so. and yep. like, looks dependable. Does, like looks the part, plays the part. Uh, is not afraid at all. Um, I do think, like Camden said, they they obviously improved on their shooting, but I don't think they have enough for the Warriors. And, uh, you know, the Warriors just played the fastest-paced team in the league and held up. So, I mean, if the Warriors want to play fast, I don't think the Lakers are really equipped for that. Not in the long run, anyway. They can do it for maybe two games, but over seven games, I don't think they can sure. play at that pace. Not in the long run, yeah. Uh, really, honestly, everything we're saying favors Golden State in six, but I think... I really do think LeBron's going to go to another level. Difference between him and Steph, though, the level he can go to, that next level, LeBron can maybe do that for four games. Steph can probably do that for all seven. Not probably. He can do that for all seven. We've seen that. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's the Warriors' time. I really do. You could almost say, and I don't want to sneeze at the Nuggets here, but you could almost say whoever wins this game or wins the series will go to the uh, finals, you know, will be the Western Conference uh, yeah, representative. So there's just so much here, and you talk about and the Nuggets would love it too because really their last two real playoff runs. I mean, two of their last three real playoff runs. One ended at the hand of the Lakers in the conference finals, and then last year ended at the Warriors. So they they probably want whoever <laughs> right. else, like either one of them. Like we want to redeem ourselves Most against definitely. them. Yep. So the Nuggets probably from even less. So it's going to be interesting to see that too, and because we all feel like the Nuggets are winning that, and if not for some reason, if Phoenix does win that, then we get Durant and LeBron, which or we get Durant awesome. and Steph, really which is Steph. still we're really awesome. blessed. Yeah. It's still we're amazing. Blessed. So it's not like it's it really is the West. We're blessed. In the West. <laughs> blessed in the West. Uh, we used to like the West. Uh, blessed. I was in the West. saying to Keenan the other day. I believe even though the there wasn't many thrillers in the first round, like obviously Golden State and the Kings take the cake. Even though it wasn't necessarily wire-to-wire games all over, the quality of basketball, I believe that's one of the best first rounds we've ever had, if not the best. And now in the second round, yeah, we could – I mean, I'm sure there was people out there weeks ago who predicted maybe Nuggets-Suns as a conference final or Warriors-Lakers as a conference final. Like, those are conference final matchups. Boston-Philly, too, that could be a conference final matchup. Nobody predicted the Knicks and Heat, obviously, but those are such even teams – Look, no. we we all no. picked these series to go either six or seven. You know, I think the Nuggets Suns, weirdly enough, is the only one that truly threatens five. But I think all of these are going to be fantastic series mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and you know, just to add to what you said, mm-hmm. Keen, about yeah. the legacy talk, 
it's already a weird conversation, but you, of course, lead towards LeBron because of what he did. But, yeah, if Steph gets a fifth or if LeBron gets a fifth, course, he, yeah. both of those guys vault themselves to another category if they get their fifth. So they're both going to be hungry for it, they needless do. to say. Um, mm-hmm. Last, because I know Cam's got to go here. Cam, do we have a oh, – go, like, go ahead before we move on. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I guess I can give you the standings. I think that's what you're absolutely. going into. But, like – if Steph gets five, I know it's like obviously you talk with LeBron too, but like I don't like to do it too early. But you can almost creep in Magic for best point guard ever because then they both have five. I know Magic has three MVPs to Curry's two, but like that starts to become like a thought. It does. And like it's not like not a converse. I don't always because and I don't want to just definitively try to have that only because Steph still has. He's at peak. He's at the peak of his powers now. He probably has three more, two or three more peak years, and then a couple of years like coming down. Like LeBron yeah. is now. Like I could see Steph playing another four, five years at and competing in at the playoffs top at 10, a high level, at top ten to top fifteen level play at at a minimum. So he's still got time to maybe if they, I mean, they may get a different Warriors cast and he can still go there. I don't think he'll ever leave, but if for some reason he leaves and goes to a different a different team, maybe they win there. I don't see that happening though. So, but yeah, that was my one point that I wanted to say that yeah. that that's interesting and that could be in the realm. I know Stephen A mentioned it after today's. I have game, two more Steph points before we uh, give our live standings. Um, step. Uh, yes. Sure. First of all. Where the fuck was I going with? Oh, shit. Curry. Mm-hmm. Curry. Steph Curry. He's the only player in the league where yep. if it's the regular season, I turn on a game and he's playing. Or if it's like in today's case, whenever I watch him play every single game, no matter what, he's the only player where I like end up laughing out loud at something he does or like being like, what the fuck did he just do? Like every single game, he does something highlight worthy and it becomes so normal. Like the... The announcers sometimes don't even react to something crazy he does because it's so regular for Steph. You know what I mean? Like, he hit a fall-away three today from, like, 35, and it was, like, you know, a high-arcing shot. I laughed out loud, and it was after he scored, like, six straight points. Like, you get that with Steph. Regular season, if he's having a bad game, no matter what, he's going to pull off a play where you're like, the fuck is wrong with this dude? Like, where where does it even come out of your head to even pull that off in a game, Steph? Like, why are you even doing that? You know what I mean? Like, he's just on a different yeah. fucking planet. He really is. Oh, and one thing, one thing I want to quickly add before you get to your second mm-hmm. Steph point there was that they didn't mention two things. You brought it. One, one we talked about. The other one you didn't. You talked about the ball handling on Trey Lyles that they just didn't even realize. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I forgot about and that. His fiftieth, they just they just they just didn't replay it, and he put him in a blender. And then his his fiftieth, he split two double teams, and then laid the ball at the best. Like the ball handling was crazy, and no one that highlight will literally go and never be talked about. But it's just Mm -hmm. like he was the ball control he had there was just insane in itself. I just wanted to say that on you talking about. He does something that's amazing every single day. But what's your yeah. last point, one? Is just, if Steph does get to five rings, we're having a real conversation. Uh, greatest light skin of all time, Drake Curry, and then obviously late career Michael Jackson. So 
or mid-career Michael Jackson, I should say. So that's a three-way battle for those. You know, so that's all. That's that's yeah. an important point I had to make. Uh, one last thing. This is just playoffs in general. That's still very My bad, because I know Cam's got to go. But this is the last thing. This is truly a takeaway that I've had watching and listening to these games. I really wish we had Doris Burke yeah. on the A team with Mike Breen. If it was just, I don't care if it was Breen, Van Gundy, and Burke, or whoever. If it was just uh, Breen and Burke, I think that would be our best uh, duo in the playoffs as far as like a booth. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think she brings the emotion and she breaks down the game well and explains stuff very well. Uh, I think she she's more than yep. deserving to be A team yeah. now. I hope that happens over the next five years because her and Breen would be great together. Uh it's got Hopefully. to, yeah. Yep. I also, I also think that I like Hubie Brown. Still yeah, Hubie still got too. it. He still does his Hubie. research. Yeah, I mean, Hubie was used to be on he the A team. He, he doesn't say Hubie, and the fact that he never says like he always uses the backboard. He always says the board puts it right out off the board. And just the way he talks is so <laughs> old school. But yeah. he's like he's still up to date with the nuance, and he doesn't actually. Sound like an no, old he, head. He like, truly researches. Back in the day when Bill Russell and Auburn, like he legitimately, he legitimately watches. Mm-hmm. He knows the eighth. He knows the ninth, the tenth players on the teams and what they bring to the table legitimately. While, so while we're on the topic, that's just another guy. I really, I really like. While Andy. we're on the topic, I don't understand how TNT does this because they have the greatest studio show of all time. You'd figure they'd be able to get the booth right. Uh, they parted ways after the pandemic with Chris Webber, who's like one of the worst color commentators I've ever heard. Like some, I'm, I just remember vividly. He's actually a really good analyst. Or he's good a good analyst, studio analyst, which is weird. Like but on analyst. a color commentary, I remember vividly just yeah. one time watching a game and Kevin Durant made a right-handed layup and he said it was a sky hook. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy watching? He's courtside and he called that shit a sky hook. Whatever. <laughs> right? And I hate to say this because this guy's like, Sounds and seems like a really nice dude, and you know, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. And, but Grant Hill, man, I cannot do it with him. He like he he'll make good points during a game, but he talks with like no emotion at all. Like I think he was doing the Suns and Nuggets last night, and the Nuggets crowd's going crazy, and it's like a point where you want to show some excitement, and Grant Hill's like. Jokic to Murray for a layup. <laughs> like, he did not just match the intensity of the game or the excitement of the game at all. But he does make some good points, and he knows what yeah. he's talking about, certainly more than Chris Webber. But he just does not match the excitement of playoff basketball. Anyway, live standings. Live yeah, he's standings. boring. Mm-hmm. So, after round one, we got Camden in the league. So, he had the Bucks as first Which round Which was pick. controversial. They only got one point. He had Memphis... Well, yeah, which, <laughs> but, but the good, but the good thing is his fifth pick. So the two he had Memphis, they only got two. Three he had Philly, they got seven. Four he had the Knicks, Sweet. they got seven, and five he had Miami, and they got seven. So he picked the one eight perfectly fine. So he was able to instead of Milwaukee, he was able to get those points there. So he's at twenty four right now. Kyle, you picked. You this got up. my sweep points right too, right? I got a sweep in there. No, we we didn't have points for a sweep. We, we only had points for we a actually, negative sweep. I was just sweep. thinking about if we look back. We, we maybe oh, should we add for a sweep? Okay, that's uh, too late now. We only we can discuss that after. We had, oh, it's too late. Yeah, it's good. I was say we only good. had points for a month because I looked through it again because I was like, I, does he? Get there was a reason why I didn't. So okay. he has, there was a reason why I didn't include sweep points. I can't remember why though, but it does seem like we should have it. But moving on. Um, 
Kyle, Celtics, first pick, they got seven. Denver, second pick, they got seven. Lakers, third pick, they got seven. Fourth pick was the Kings, they got three. So he's sitting at a beautiful 24 there. And then he picked the Nets. They got swept. That's Deduction minus five. So he's down to 19. So wait, what's Cam sitting at? So he's at I 19. I got 19. He's in second, though. He, Cam's at 24. I'm in range. You're at 19. Both of you guys have three people right. in the second round. You're in range for sure. I had the Warriors versus first pick. They got seven. I got the Suns second pick. They got seven. Got the Cavs. Got you one game. Uh-huh. Got you one game. <laughs> yeah. Got the Cavs there. That was nice. <laughs> they got one. Uh, I got the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have mm. had been healthy. They got draw. me one, and then I got the Wolves. They got me one. So I'm at seven. They gritted it out. They did. So they did essentially, all right for you. my hope. Yeah, they 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 got me. See, I was really just glad they got me one because it was a six point swing. They they yeah. they knew I needed this because that's a six point <laughs> swing. Because if not, they're swept, and I'm literally sitting at like eleven. So my hope is that the Warriors win it all. Because I'm, I have, as role. we've already talked about, I have no faith that Fe- I have no faith in Phoenix. My only hope is that the Warriors win it all for me to win this thing. Because you guys, but you have, you have all the East, Camden. You have the Sixers, the Knicks, and the Heat. So essentially, and then obviously somebody's going, yeah. So someone, you're getting extra. Someone's going to the next round. So you've got mm-hmm. the next round booked. You've got at least another seven points coming here. Yep. At a minimum. And then, Kyle, you have the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Lakers. In my opinion, you have at least seven points at a minimum, minimum. Obviously, I think the Celtics is not, and the Lakers aren't getting swept, but the Nuggets, I think, should advance. And then I have the Warriors and Suns, and so that one's, a, one's iffy. But, yeah, so that's the standings. Kyle's in like second it. with 19. Camden's in first with 24. I'm in third with 17. Funny you guys have a good start. Camden's looking Funny good. part was that Miami that Miami pick saved him. Did. It definitely it did. It sure did. Uh, the funny part was I had the Hawks sitting right there, and I'm like, nah, they're getting swept. And then they get two, and then the Nets end up getting completely swept. So that bit me. Yeah, you would be in you'd be in first right now if that was the case. That would have been a seven point swing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I went with my heart and I took the Celtics first, I would have been in a great be. place. Would have been in a great place. Oh, oh God, <laughs> you would have been. Absolutely in an amazing uh, place. One last thing before we sign off. You know who is extremely happy that the Bucks did what they did and lost in five and Giannis didn't show up? Which, by the way, this is – I do want to hear Camden's thoughts on – before I get to my point, I do want to hear Camden's thoughts on Giannis did miss two and three quarters of a game and they lost in five. Like, Do you think the heat he's taking is apropos – well, I mean, I think they should have at least won that final game to push to a game six, right? Like, I don't think that's too much to ask of Giannis, right? And I also think it's crazy that he had, what, 38 and 20, and we're all like, he didn't play well. Because that's how, that's the high of a standard, like, that's a LeBron-level standard that we hold him to, for him to go 38 and 20, and all of us say, nah, he didn't play well enough. Because he didn't, you know, throwing the ball around, all that. How do you feel about that? As I interrupt my own point, man, it's it's t- it's yeah, it's unbelievable that they lost in a lot of ways, and it is we're holding him up to that LeBron level of what he did, which was great, mm-hmm. wasn't enough, 
And I think that's fair. He's he's the best player on the planet. That's who he is. Was. And with this loss, that yep, he it's stripped away. <laughs> it's stripped away. And Keenan doing the pass. There's no there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason they should lose to an eight seed. You know what I mean? It's like like he's now in like a he's a Hall of Famer, sure. But he's not the he can't he showed us this aspect of he can't win when it matters the most. And I I liked his post game talk. Like sure, great to hear it, but also like you lost, dude. You lost. And this is you you should own that in some ways too, you know? Um Yeah, I wish that that went I, I love Jimmy Butler though. So it's like Jimmy Butler's the man and that's a tough matchup to go off. I was worried about the Celtics getting the heat because I thought they might lose that one themselves. And as apparently well. with the way they lost to the Hawks, they might have lost to the Heat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So So there is a little grace because it's it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler needs to get himself a ring too, dude, because he's he's unreal in the playoffs. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like what can I say? Like Steph doesn't lose in the first round. You know what I mean? Um, to an eight seed, LeBron doesn't didn't do those things. You know, um, in that team, his teams, Giannis's team is built for him. There's going to be some changes for sure, but that's a great team. They have defense. They've got other players to score. Chris Middleton's one of the best, just like I need a bucket players in the league. You give him the ball. It's unbelievable they lost, and he just didn't do enough. And he, he was literally being guarded by Jimmy sometimes, you know? Yeah. Jimmy shouldn't be able to dog him in that sort of way. So, yeah, I was upset with that, and I do think that he loses his best player in the world. He's not that guy right now. He's not that guy right now. 100%. Keenan, we kind of missed on uh, not making our cover photo of the previous episode, reviewing the Bucks and Heat of Giannis throwing the ball, that little short-round throw that you did there. That should have been the cover photo. I, Kyle, you know what I can you split you. Uh, <laughs> you know my I original point, we're going way over. You know, Cam, we made, we, are you late for your meeting now because of us? I told you now my meeting starts. Oh, you're good? Oh, you're good. You're good. So, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm good for two minutes. It right, starts I thought you had to go minutes. at nine, so we're good, we're good money. So I got to bounce out at We're good money. We'll, we'll be out of there right, right around yeah. then. I just wanted to say... I interrupted my own point, but the person who's most glad about Giannis and the Bucks' failures is Donovan Mitchell because he was dog shit in that round against the Knicks. He did not perform well at all, and it's swept <laughs> yeah. completely under the rug because of Giannis. For sure, dude. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> and also, I mean, and also not to uh, the same extent, but Memphis—they're still getting talked about. But again, not to the same extent. Just and it's Memphis didn't like choke or anything they lost to a lakers team you could argue was it was a bad, bad matchup for it's them. just the fact that they have talked so much they've just too much so much, so much shit. that yep. like thank thank god they uh, and they're still getting their slander but thank god Giannis happened for them too because if not all the memes yep. would be oh, out there. oh memphis is getting their they treatment. Would be. they're definitely oh, getting goodness. their treatment trust me on that It would be worse, though. It would be worse. Yeah, probably. They'd be the main focus. But I'd say 
I'd say it's shifted from the Bucks to the Grizzlies now since uh, since the other night. But I see what y'all are saying though too. That's fair. A little but, bit, but yeah, in, you're right. interesting to see how they bounce but back because right they Dylan. definitely will not have Dylan but, Brooks back. Know- no. But it's that time. Yeah, we're out of here. Cam, All right. thanks for joining us. All right. So this is the Warner Brothers podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I appreciate we appreciate everything. Like, comment, subscribe, share, everything. Camden, again, thank you very much. And we're out.